Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today, I want to talk to you about this I want to talk to you. The title of my message is The Holy Spirit and Calf Wrestling. The Holy Spirit and Calf Wrestling. And today I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. Um, And we talked about this last week. And moms, I can't think of a better topic to actually talk about than the Holy Spirit for us, for you as moms, for us as moms. Um, For you as moms. I do not identify as a mother. So, um. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 18, um, we, we preached a little bit of this scripture, but I want to hit the last part of this scripture today. Be very careful then how you live, not as the unwise, but as the wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And we talked about this whole passage of scripture all last week. And um, I'm not going to get into that. This is one of my favorite life verses ever. Um, but that's not what I talk, want to talk about. If we're going to live wise and if we're going to be careful how we live, there's some instruction that Paul gives us in the very last part of this. Verse 18, it says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Don't get drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Here's what I know for sure today. Right here is that this is a huge deal for us as followers of Christ. That you and I, our life is called to be full of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and when I just said the word Holy Spirit, here's what happens. It gets a little weird. Let's, let's just be honest about this. I grew up charismatic, right? I grew up going to charismatic churches, and I remember one time, um, and, and, and this is just my growing up, this actually happened. Um, we had a lady that when she felt it, right, she took off running. Um, some of you know what I'm talking about. And she took off running and screaming, whoa, and she would just start take, going laps around the, the, the auditorium, the, the sanctuary, um, and she would take off running, and her eyes were closed. And I remember an adult asking her, you need to open your eyes while you run. She's like, I've got the vision of the Lord when I'm running. And she's just taken off running. Well, we they had pillars at that church as well, right? And there's one time she just takes off running, woo, like that. And she, I mean, she nails a pillar. It takes her out. She's not slain in the spirit. She's hit down by a pillar, right? Like down goes Frazier. She hits, she hits the ground. She's down like this, right? She's like, and she goes, unhurt, unhurt. And she just, she's like screams the victory of the Lord. I'm unhurt, right? I'm like, no, you're dumb. Because um, you're running with your eyes closed when you know there are pillars on the side. And here's, here's what I say this why, this why I say this. I get it. I get it. I appreciate my upbringing, right? I appreciate the churches that I went to and how my parents trained me and led me. And, man, we went to church all the time. But when I say Holy Spirit, some of us are like this. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spirit? Holy Spirit? That that sounds like a ghost. And if you say Holy Ghost or Ghost of God, you're like, I'm out of here, right? Like, nope, 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 nope. 
I'm out of here. But here's what I want us to understand. The Holy Spirit isn't weird. People are. I just agree with this. The Holy Spirit isn't weird. People are. There are a lot of things that have been done in the name of the Holy Spirit that's just people being weird. Right? Let's get this out of the way. The Holy Spirit's never going to lead you to do something that contradicts God's word. Let's say that again for the people in the back. The Holy, some of the people in the back are like, what did I do, right? You're just in the back. Um, the Holy Spirit is never going to lead you to do something that's going to, that, that contradicts his word. Right? It's going to line up with the word of God. But here's how genius, here's how brilliant, and I, I don't like giving Satan a lot of credit, but this is one thing he's done really well and I just can't stand him for. He has divided the church, the big C church, Christians over two things, worship and the Holy Spirit. Think about this. He has divided, he has made denominations off of worship style and the Holy Spirit. You're viewing the Holy Spirit. And I'm going, how, how awful is this that we are allowing the Holy Spirit to become a divisive thing when he is called and he is given to us to become a powerful thing. And some of us, we wouldn't say this, but this is what we think. We showed up today and we would say this, well, I know the Heavenly Father, he's a really big deal, right? I think most of us are like, yeah, God's the whole creator of the universe, yeah, 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 big deal. Jesus, a big deal. But the Holy Spirit, uh, maybe optional, Maybe, maybe not that big of a deal, but here's what I want you to know is that the Holy Spirit isn't just a big deal. He is an essential deal to your life, right? As a follower of Christ, the Holy Spirit isn't just an optional thing. He is a must-have thing. And here's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. John 16 says this, nevertheless, Jesus is saying this, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. When the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he, he hears, he will but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. This is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Spirit, that the role and the job of the Holy Spirit is to guide us into all truths. He is a comforter. He is a guide. He is an, an empowerer. He empowers our life. Think of it this way. Um, the first time I ever had a real chainsaw, right, a chainsaw of my own. I grew up in, in, in a suburb, so never was around chainsaws because we didn't need one because we had two trees, right? You had a tree in the front yard and a tree in the backyard, and that's what you were given because you live in the neighborhood. Now we live in a very wooded, wooded lot. And when we moved there, I was like, I need a chainsaw. And so the first time I got the chainsaw, I get the chainsaw out. I, I, I put the chain on and I go to cut down my first tree. And as I'm going to cut the tree, nothing's happening. Like it's just, 
it's like burning the wood. It's not cutting the wood, right? It's burning the tree, not cutting the tree. I'm like, what is going on? So I just like, maybe I'm not pressing hard enough. And so I'm just pressing as hard as I'm like, ah, you know, like stupid. And I, I'm that person that gets mad at inanimate objects. Anybody else out there? Yes, you are my people. Like I will talk and I will have a whole conversation with an inanimate object and be like, you stupid chainsaw, just work, right? You have one job, one job, work. The problem was the chain was on backwards. I had no idea, right? I, I call my buddy Adam Christmas, like, this stupid chainsaw won't work. He's like, is the chain on backwards? I'm like, what are you talking about, Adam? That's the dumbest thing. Why would there be a, why is there more than one way you can put a chain on, right? Like, who makes these things? Like, dummy proof it, right? And I turned the chain around. Sure enough, I had it on backwards. And when I go back to start cutting the tree, it's cutting through it like butter. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, you are so awesome. I love this chainsaw all of a sudden, right? And can I tell you, when your life is absent, when your life isn't full of the Holy Spirit, it is like you, like me, trying to cut down a tree with the chain on backwards. You're just burning a lot of energy, but you're not getting anywhere. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit, it empowers your life to cut through the parts and the obstacles of life, and it's come to empower you. But here it is. Some of us are like this still today. We're like, I'm just not sure. And hear me, we've grown up with denominations saying the Holy Spirit is this, and he's not that. And the, the charismatic movement has gotten it wrong. The more conservative movements have gotten it wrong. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit's somewhere right here in the middle. And where he really is, is right in the middle of your Bible. And if we will become students of the Bible instead of students of religion, man, powerful things will happen. Right? Powerful things will happen if we just follow the word of God instead of the religion of other people. And what they're trying to make the Holy Spirit into or not make him into. And so today, here's why I want you to know why he is a big deal and why he is an essential deal to your life and my life. The first thing is this, the Holy Spirit gives you power, boldness, and confidence. The Holy Spirit gives you power, boldness, and confidence. Many of us, we love to quote this, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. And some of us, we need to quote that a lot more during COVID than what we did, right? Let's just be honest. Like, I think we can be, take a step back and be like, okay, I got driven by fear instead of the spirit of God, right? Let me I think we can all be honest. I know there was a lot of unknowns, but here, what's driving your life? And if you are a person that is being led and full of the Holy Spirit, can I tell you, he is called, he has given you a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Once again, we'll go back to what we were talking about during the worship time, is that you aren't being tra trapped and your life isn't being ran by what if, but he's given you a spirit of a sound mind that you are being ran by even if instead. Right? Not a spirit of timidity, not a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit gives you power, boldness, and confidence. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. This is Jesus talking to the disciples, right? In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that Jesus says Samaria is a huge, huge deal because the disciples didn't want to go to Samaria. They didn't like the Samaritans. 
Jesus said this, you're going to go and you're going to be my representative. You're going to be my disciple to people you don't even like and that don't like you. That's what happens when your life gets full of the Spirit. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 31 says this, And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after this prayer, the meeting place shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the word of God with boldness. Can I tell you what is happening right after this is the disciples are doing things they've never done before in their entire life. They've never preached to thousands of people, none of them. Right? They've, they've, never, they've never been religiously trained. In fact, when the, the high priest and the high council, the religious people, arrest them, it says this about uh, Peter and John. It says they recognize these as uneducated, ordinary men that had been with Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does when we allow him to run our life and fill our life. That's what, that's what occurs, Right? And they're starting to do things they've never attempted to do in a million years. They never were a part of the leaders of the Jesus movement called the way, right? They, they had never even known what it was to be a part of birthing the New Testament church. They just found themselves doing things and engaging in things that they weren't trained for, they weren't equipped for, but the Holy Spirit empowered them for. They were doing things they didn't know how to do, and they were equipped to do things they had never attempted to do. And moms, there are going to be moments where you don't know what to do. There's going to be moments where mom guilt feels so overwhelming and you feel like you aren't enough. And you're right, you aren't enough on your own. But through him and by him and by the filling of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you just saying, Holy Spirit, you come in, you lead, you direct, you take control, all of a sudden you become more than enough. You're going to get great at momming at one stage and then some weird thing happens and your kids keep growing. What is this, right? I just got good at age six and eight. Now you're turning like nine and 10 and then you're going to get good at nine and 10 and then they hit mid-high and nobody's good at parenting at mid-high. That's why they created boarding school, right? Like that's what it was. That's why you have a church behind you praying. And you're going to get good and you're going to be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You're right. But the Holy Spirit does. And if you will allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and to lead you, he's going to equip you to do things like he did the disciples that they had no experience doing, they had no expertise doing, but they did an incredible, they did incredible miraculous things that they couldn't explain apart from the Holy Spirit leading their lives. And for every single one of us here today, there's moments and there's times that you don't know what to do. Welcome to the club. There's going to be moments and times where you feel overwhelmed doing what you feel like God is asking you and the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Man, welcome to the club. You're going to feel under-equipped. You're going to feel under-educated. You're going to feel like not worthy of it. Welcome to the club. But the Holy Spirit, when he is given full reign in your life, he makes you courageous, he makes you bold, and he empowers you to do what you have never done in your life. A few weeks ago, me and my oldest daughter, Charlie, went to uh, the Wagnon Ranch, and we went and wrestled calves. Um, 
we, I say we, she did really, really good. Um, they, we were, she was tagging, um, branding, doing some things. I think we've got a picture up here. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is her tagging. I'm not going to show you the other things that we were doing, but uh, that she was doing. Because um, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And, and here's the deal. Like, this is a big mama cow. They call, they call those heifers. I'm educated. Um, and so... Um, Charlie was tagging, and then it was time to treat and to help. I'm trying to choose my words carefully right now. The calves that were coming in that needed their shots and tagged and other things. And so um, while they were going in, Hunter would grab, not grab one, he would lasso one and drag them out to the pen apart from the separate ones. And he was like, okay, Justin, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right? I've got my work boots on, which are not cowboy boots. They're work boots. I've got Levi's because I don't own, own Wranglers, and i got a T-shirt on. That's, that's all I have, right? And, and he's like, okay, you're going to wrestle this calf down. I'm like, well, let me watch you, and then I'll do it, right? And so, like, Hunter just grabs it, boom, puts it down, puts his head on it, his knee on its head, got it down. Like, it's, it's like a full Nelson on a calf, right? And you think, oh, cute baby calves. It's a lot of weight, and there's a lot of energy in that little calf. And so... I'm like, okay, I got it. And so, so they start yelling at me. I, I get there, and I'm like, everybody stop yelling at me. Just to do this. Just, I'm just like, ah, right? And they're like, grab its leg. I'm grabbing its leg, and they say, grab its flank. And I'm like, flank? What do you, what do fajitas have to do with this? Like, I'm like, I'm looking like, what are you talking about, Jeff? And I'm grab its flank. And I'm like, I don't know what a flank is. Like, what are we talking about here, Right? And so the cow starts jumping everywhere. I'm like, I got nothing. I got nothing. And they're like, okay, this is what the flank is. And you, and you just grab, like, I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt it. And it's not my calf. It's yours. They're like, you're not going to hurt it. Just get it. And so the second time it comes around, I grab its front leg and I grab its flank. Whoop! And I just, boom, full nail, knee to the head. We're down. We're ready. And they're like, woo! And it was like a 25-pound calf. But that doesn't matter, right? <laughs> Here's why I'm telling you this. I had no idea what I was doing, but they knew exactly what I should do, right? And they were, they were telling me what to do, they were showing me what to do, and they were empowering me to do it. And some of you, you are in a place of life, you don't know what to do next. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you should do, and our job is to stop and to listen and to let him lead the way. Because when he has the run of the house, he empowers you, he equips you to be courageous, bold, and lead this strong, strong life that you aren't capable of living on your own. Because here's the truth, you can't do it on your own and you were never called to do it on your own. But the great thing is, is that when the Holy Spirit guides your life, he produces what you can and unlocks your God-given potential. Man, it's such a huge part. When the Holy Spirit guides your life, it's our last point, he produces what you can't and unlocks your God-given potential. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 25 says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. We're going to come back to that. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are just the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. 
These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are under no obligation to the law of Moses. But when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are really clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, Selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild party, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It is one fruit. It's not all these, oh, I'm just working and waiting for God to develop self-control, right, as I eat my whole package of double-stuffed Oreos. Um, There's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, check this out, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let me tell you, if you are losing more than you are winning in life, you're still leading and he's not. Right? If you keep doing things you know, you know you shouldn't be doing. Can I tell you, you're still leading your life instead of the Holy Spirit leading your life. Last week we talked about this. We talked about temptation and not yielding to temptation. Like it says in the Lord's Prayer, let us not yield to temptation. And I talked about 111th and Elm and how, man, I don't give anybody room and because that's yielding right. I don't leave any room. I don't leave any space. But can I tell you, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you gotta make room. You gotta make space. And you say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I want you to lead not just certain parts of my life. I'm not going to compartmentalize you. I want you to lead every part of my life. That means just to all of you control freaks out there, that means there's going to be interruptions to your schedule. What? Can I tell you, your interruptions are ministry. Right? Your disruptions are where God moves most of the time. And you're saying, you know what, I don't want my way, I want your way. And I want to slow down and I want to make room for you to move like you want to move and lead me and guide me and direct my life so that my life may produce the fruit of the Spirit. Because here's the truth, your life is producing something. And Jesus says this, you know a tree by the fruit that it produces. Not what that tree says. We're, a lot of us, we're great at being talking trees instead of producing trees. Right? He's called us to be producing trees. And you are called to produce as a person that is full of the Holy Spirit and following the Holy Spirit. And this isn't something that just a certain sect of people are called to be full of the Holy Spirit. As followers of Christ, we are all called to live lives that are full of the Holy Spirit, that are being directed by the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, the fruit is obvious. Love and joy and peace Patience and self-control and gentleness and kindness, right? It produces these attributes. 
And if your life isn't producing that, you're still leading you instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. I remember when Chloe was really, really young. She'd come up to Casey after Casey would pick her up from preschool. And Casey would be like, okay, here's your snack. Watch TV because mama needs a little downtime, right? Like mama's downtime was coffee, right? Not wine. Some, I, I hear this. Let me say this. I hear this all the time. Mama just needs a little bit more wine, right? Mama needs some more wine. Can I tell you, mamas, you don't need more wine. You need more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, you need him being active and him guiding you and him directing you. You don't need more coffee. You need more of the Holy Spirit guiding and directing your life. Everybody needs downtime. That's not what I'm saying. But can I tell you, you need to lean on the Holy Spirit. What would happen if we leaned on the Holy Spirit as much as we do our, our wine? be a transformation that happens in our life. I'm going to move on because I'm making some people mad, but that's good. So <laughs> Chloe would come up to Casey and be like, she, she would get her snack and she would devour her snack and Casey's still drinking her coffee and she'd come up and be like, what do, mommy, what do you have for me to do today? And Casey's like, I have you to watch a TV show and eat a snack today. That's what I want you to do, kid, right? Like, and she was like, no, but, but what would you have me to do today? Like, I want to help. And so Casey would give her a chore, and Chloe would go do this little chore, picking her room up, and she would come back 15 minutes later. Mommy, what else would you have for me to do today, right? And Casey would give her something else. And this doesn't happen anymore now that she's 15. Um, she's like, now, Mom, what would you have me to do today, right? And, and, and there was something that she was just looking for guidance she was looking for direction, and can I tell you, that's the same spirit we've got to have when it comes to the Holy Spirit. The same attitude. Holy Spirit, what is it you would have me do today? How would you have me conduct myself and interact with this person? Because when our lives are full of the Holy Spirit, it produces fruit. But, but here's the other thing, and I've got to hit this real quick. But it also produces, the Holy Spirit also gives us gifts of the Spirit. And, and this is where it gets a little wonky, right? Wonky means weird in Hebrew. Um, so this is weird. It gets a little, a little weird if we're just being, like, I'm just being honest, right? And so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 11 says this. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He give someone the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts, right? It's the Holy Spirit. You don't like train. I'm going to become, it's not like you become a Jedi Knight in spiritual gifts, right? Like it's the Holy Spirit who gives these gifts. He alone decides which which gift each person should have. Here's what I want us to know. Growing up in the charismatic movement, can I tell you the Holy Spirit was made to me to be all about, the, about speaking in tongues, right? I was like, oh, so, so when I said, hey, I'm gonna speak about the Holy Spirit, tons of people were like, oh, he's speaking in tongues, uh, about speaking in tongues. No, the Holy, speaking in tongues is this much to do with the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit's this, 
Godhead, this huge thing, and the speaking in tongues parts, it's like, this, it, it is a gift. It's not the gift. It's not the most important gift, right? Paul even said this later on. He says, man, if, if, if you're looking for a gift, give, ask for a gift that's actually going to be helpful in building up the church, right? Paul says this going forward in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can speak in, with tongues of angels. You can have the gift of faith that moves mountains. You can do all these, you can give all your money to the poor. You can have the gift of giving. You can do all these things. But if you don't have love, if you don't have the spiritual fruit developed in your life, it's all for nothing. And the spiritual gifts have a place in our life. Let me say that again. The spiritual gifts have a place in our life in the church, but it never causes confusion. It never causes chaos, and it's always, always orderly and done within the confines of Scripture. But here's what I would tell you. is that Paul would say this, there's so many people that would say, well, I have this spiritual gift, and I have that spiritual gift, but the fruit of the Spirit isn't evident. Paul would say this, you got it backwards. Because I'd much rather the fruit of the Spirit be evident in your life than this, the gifts of the Spirit be evident in your life. Because, man, you can, you can do all this, but if you're missing this, you've missed the main, main thing. i got, I got to stop. i got to keep moving. Here, here's, here's why the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit is so powerful. Because it unlocks your full God-given potential that he has for your life. Last week I talked about Net Nanny on my phone. I have a, a filter on my phone, and the first time we put it on my phone, it made all my apps not work. Like, how's that for a filter? Like, I pretty much had a smartphone that was like a flip phone, but it wouldn't even play the game Snake. How many of you remember Snake back on your phones, right? Like, like it wouldn't even play Snake. I'm like, well, this is a piece of trash. In fact, here's what the apps look like when I opened it up. I think we've got some pictures up. I think, I think, I think, if you can throw some of those up there. Like, this is the weather app. That's what the weather app looked like. Next one. That's the weather app. That was uh, ESPN. That's my ESPN app. Um, and it just kept, and that is my bank account app, right? That's the only time you're going to see my bank account app open on an actual thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I was like, what is going on? The, the potential was all there, right, on my phone. But there was a connection problem. Something wasn't connecting. So the potential for it to be this awesome instrument was there, but it wasn't connecting. And can I tell you, that's what some of your lives are like. It's got all the potential in the world. You're just missing the connection of allowing the Holy Spirit to fill and guide and gift and equip your life so that you can do the powerful, incredible things that he's called you to do. In fact, Paul said this, we are God's masterpiece called and equipped to do great things that he has prepared for us to do. Some of us, we're not doing the great things that he's called for us to do because we're busy leading our lives instead of saying, man, Holy Spirit, you're not just a big deal. You're an essential deal, and I'm yielding to you, and I'm making room for you so that my life may be, yield the fruit of the Spirit and may be equipped with the gifts of the Spirit so that I can do all that you're calling me to do. And Man, this is a big, big deal that we live our lives that way because it's a better way for us to live and it's the way God's intended you and I to live all along. So if some of you are here today and you say, man, I've just been kind of on the fence, kind of back, 
because I just didn't understand what this whole Holy Spirit thing is about. And there's way more to this. I, there's no way I can cover all that the Holy Spirit is in one message. Can I tell you this? All I'm going to ask you to do is open your mind and open your heart. Because our heart many times follows where our mind is willing to go, good and bad. Open your mind and open your heart to allowing the Holy Spirit to move and direct and to guide and to equip and to empower you like never before. Let's pray today. God, we love you. God, I thank you for your patience. I thank you for your goodness. And God, I pray that today you would guide us in all truth and what is right. And Lord, the simple truth is for some of us here today, where we are in our life isn't where we should be. Lord, where we're at today in our relationship with you isn't isn't where we know we ought to be. Some of us, we've drifted away. Some of us, we've just kind of been a slow fade. Others of of us are here, and we've never asked you to be the Lord and Savior of our life. God, I pray today that we would understand this is the moment. This is a moment where everything gets to change. And so, Lord, I pray today that you would move in this place, you would move in our heart, and you would move in our lives. And if there's a change that needs to be made, that we would make it. And Lord, we would get real honest in this moment right now so that we may step into the life that you have called and planned for us to have all along. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.